0: Bodie Reeder was introduced earlier this year, and uh, he's <laughs> come into some pretty unique circumstances at his new job, and he joins us now in the Full Court Press. Coach Reeder, thanks for spending some time with us.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Uh, I guess first of all, um, before we get into all this, like what's happening now in the midst of all this craziness and how you're keeping yourself busy, let's let's take a step back a little bit about you coming to Utah State. Uh, and uh, there was uh, some changes with offensive coordinators, um, and there's there a position that was open. What was it that first attracted you to Utah State, and how did that process work to get the ball rolling to get you here?
1: Well, um, I had met a couple guys on staff uh, uh prior. I, I had met T.J. Woods and I would met Jeff Minna and Stacy Collins, um, and just. When, you, when you're not recruiting and you're working the camp circuits you, you naturally you bump into guys and you start seeing faces over and over and then those faces become you know friends and I had heard so many good things about coach Anderson and the way that he uh, organizes the program and how he treats the players and how he is to work for that it was really I mean you, you've spoken so highly of that it was uh, a great opportunity for me to come see what what it was all about. And, um, it's It's very conducive to a family environment, and obviously the valley is a family type atmosphere and and not a young family and uh it was, it was a good fit for us uh
2: for you coach, what is this uh, whole little break uh with no spring ball and, and all such what have you been able to do to stay busy
1: well um so it's it's obviously challenging and staying busy i like I understand that uh you know people. Are wondering what the heck are we doing right now, but it's actually very hectic because we we do care for these young men, and they're everywhere right now. Normally, you can kind of keep them underneath your thumb, and you're meeting with them every day. But now, uh, you know, I have four quarterbacks right now in four states, and you know, uh, yes, there's no class in class classes, but school's not closed. Like those those kids are still doing their online work, so we're still seeing them through the semester uh academically making sure that they're making a progress towards a degree and staying um in the confines of being eligible for when this thing does open back up. Uh we've designed workouts for the players to do um daily with Coach Hicks, our strength conditioning coordinator, so running and lifting and some of the guys don't have access to weight, so we've had to modify those uh those workouts to be body weight or some guys have just limited weight sets that maybe home that mom and dad have so we've modified weights to um Kind of be conducive to all the different scenarios that a kid may have at home. And then finally, we're, we're trying to do, uh, and I think it's been pretty good, we're doing remote and uh, Zoom meetings for our position meetings. So the kids are getting some some workouts, they're getting academics, and they're getting football every day.
0: This this is, uh, these are unprecedented times. We're all kind of wading through, not understanding where what the next day is going to look like, but Besides dealing with the players that you have now on rosters, mm-hmm. there's an aspect of what coaches need to be doing this time of year with recruiting as well. So what, sure. what's that process like?
1: Well, um, I can only speak to the eyes of the quarterback coaches. That's the only thing I've ever coached. And this is very, very unusual because 99% of the coach, uh, quarterback coaches, whether it be myself or Coach Sanford or Coach Yost, they're going to tell you that they have to see a kid throw live before they offer them. And that's not going to happen this year. That's what's really, really unique. So right now we're just pouring over as much video and huddle film as, as, as we can of these kids and calling the co- high school coaches and, and trying to get as much background and, and as much as we possibly can without getting into the school. That's, when, that's the neat thing about spring recruiting in May is you're going to the school. And it's not as, as crunch time as it is in December and January. So you have a little bit more time to spend in the schools and, and chat and get to know the the coaches and find out about the kids but now uh, obviously with that being eliminated it's all going to be done over video and, and over the phone so uh, the offensive staff right now are trying to trying to get ahead in recruiting so every day we're picking out a different position group uh, whether it be offensive line or tight ends or running backs or wide receivers or quarterbacks and that whole day is designated recruiting wise to that position so uh, it gives us time right so we're trying to make the most of
2: it. You talked about the four quarterbacks in four different states right now, but when you got to look at these quarterbacks—Henry, Andrew, uh, and, and Cooper—as well—and then who's your fourth guy from Nevada? I forget who his name is.
1: Uh, Josh Calvin from uh, Southern California. It's California, oh, yeah,
2: excuse exactly. me. I apologize. Uh, wh- what is what has stood out to you about the four kids, and how close is this is competition?
1: Well, um, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be close. I do. Uh, Henry Columbia, obviously, he's the more seasoned guy, and I was really, really impressed with how well and how fast he was able to pick up the changes in the scheme and the the terminology. Um, I think that he, his, his knowledge of the game and his just being around is going to give him, uh, or I guess be really, really hard for him to, to not be the guy, you know, Uh, and he's physically talented enough to to make enough plays and to move the ball for us. But he's a sharp kid and he's, he's really taken to uh, trying to fill this leadership void, um, that's there right now peasley's the best athlete in the room well I mean that's questionable too because Cooper the guy is a, he's an excellent athlete as well um, but peasley's known to be the guy's going to run around and probably make more plays with his legs um, he's just rusty right now uh, obviously missing a lot of time last year with the knee uh, and then coming off the red shirt so but he'll get he'll get better and then, then Cooper's just a natural athlete he, he does everything um, does everything well and he's a strong kid good athlete um, he just got to get Uh, more and more football underneath his belt and then uh, Calvin right now is he's a little bit more the developmental guy um but like when you see this kid on the hoof, he's what you want I mean he is a tall long big hands uh you know he he's gonna be really good He's just he's more of like your developmental type that he's gonna take you know a few semesters to, to to round into shape but he's gonna be a dang good player
0: you know, we're talking to Bodie Reader, offensive coordinator for Utah State University, and before the the break happened, before Utah State said we're suspending everything on campus, it includes practices that with you know spring practices for USU football. Where, I mean, how how comfortable were you with the the unit that you had with you? Not just the quarterbacks, but looking at the offense as a whole, uh, where things were progressing before the break.
1: Uh, well, it's hard, right? Because we only had two practices, and they were unpadded. And a big theme of ours uh, going into the spring was to create a physical mentality. We were going to try to um, develop a little bit more in the run game and get things, you know, control the line of scrimmage more. Uh, so that's hard to tell for me right now. Um, but what I can speak on is their ability to pick up everything new that I was throwing at them was really impressive. Like, that's not going to be an issue with these guys. They're really smart. They've been really, really well coached. It's just learn a new language for him right now and, uh, you know, a couple different formations and, and incorporating those tight ends a little bit more. But I think that once we have a chance to get pads on, uh, then we'll be able to tell, uh, you know, are, are we going to be able to, to move the ball on the ground consistently? And I know, I mean, there's a lot of question marks there right now, but it's hard to answer that question without having pads on.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah but philosophically I mean do you you come into a situation that you know, is a couple years removed from perhaps one of the best offenses Utah State has seen um but there's some changeover players leave staff changes how do you I mean it's where do you philosophically see this going for Utah State in an ideal situation with uh, what type of personnel you have granted I get it you haven't had a lot of time to evaluate and be with these guys, but philosophically, where do you see Utah State football in an ideal situation?
1: Um. So the a big word, ever since I was at Oklahoma State and then going to Eastern Washington, something that I've really kind of clung to was uh, the ability to be balanced. And I don't necessarily think the balance means you have to run it 50% of the time and pass it 50% of the time, but what I think that means is you have to be able to spread the ball to different players. And I don't think... Um, and just speaking candidly, I don't think there's a first-team All-American out there right now. But I think there's a lot of really good Mountain West players and guys that are going to be effective and guys that need the ball in their hands. So instead of trying to you know, force it down one guy's throat, what I think we can do is, is allow several different guys to touch the ball. And I think that we have, we're going to have some backs in the backfield that are uh, going to be you know, very good players and dynamic. I think that our tight end room, is that might be our best room along with the offensive line. Carson Terrell and Logan Lee and Mo Manu and and uh, you know the Bowman kid, those guys are all really good players. And you know Bryce Mortensen, people are going to be really really happy with what he's doing. He just gets better every day. Uh, I think that they are going to give us some versatility and allow us to do a lot of different things with our personnel and formations that can cause people problems in, in defending gaps and allow us to run the ball and then go to play action games. So. To me, I think in a perfect world, we're balanced, and and what I mean is allowing those different guys to touch the ball and and be able to run it and throw it and uh, go fast, and at the same time be able to, to control the clock when when we need to.
2: What's your time with Coach Anderson been like? He's
1: awesome. He's uh, he's professional. Um, he treats everybody with respect and and treats them like a man. He is uh, he's he's a. Uh, He's a wonderful guy. What I really admire most about him is how he treats the players. He's he's great with them.
0: He was quoted in another publication uh, today, if I'm not mistaken, saying that if if they're not able to have the the players on campus by June one, then we may have to start thinking about delaying the season. Well, what? How much time do you need with a team before uh, it? You put them in a situation yeah. where if you rush it, you put them into harm's way because of potential injury.
1: In my opinion, it's not so much the time that I need with them. It's the time that the strength conditioning staff needs with them because it's such a violent game, and now everyone has so heightened uh, awareness in the last few years with player safety for, for good reason. In my opinion, you need eight weeks with those kids because to build their bodies both you know, with muscle mass to get them in a position where they can, they can withstand a season. And then also in their conditioning and, and their long muscle training of, because you think about if, if these kids came back on June 1st and you tried to run them in the ground, you'd have a hundred hamstring injuries, right? Because they're, as much as you want to believe that they're doing everything possible to be in shape, it's just not the same as being here and being under our eyes all the time. I think you need eight weeks with them to get them to a point where they could, they could hold up during a season.
2: Okay. Off, off field, out outside of coaching let's let's relax here let your hair down just a bit with the lack of hair you have but
0: uh <laughs> that's a good one
2: <laughs> what uh what about Cash Valley do you like I mean have you tried the Aggie ice cream have you tried the local restaurants what What do you like so oh yeah far? yeah
1: yeah so uh my wife and I uh we we love trying different places to eat so right now we've been uh did, doing different carry outs or, or, or deliveries so like last night we had Roma's and that was awesome loved it uh When we were in the West the first time, uh, out in Washington, we really fell in love with the West. And like, just looking around, it that's it's unbelievable. It's a place that I can see why people fall in love. I mean, it's a lot different. Champagne, Illinois, now that's where I'm from. Like, there's a lot of cornfields and a lot of flat (laughs) (laughs) country. Yeah, and uh, and my wife's in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and that's a different type of cold. Oh, different, different cold. So, uh, I think that you know, it's just first a number one. Everyone says it's a family-oriented community, and like, yeah, yeah, I get it. But then you move into like the neighborhood that we're in, and you see the the families walking around with little kids, and people bringing over cookies to welcome you into the neighborhood, and, and that it's it's real. People who care about kids, they care about families, and I think that that's unique.
0: You were talking to Bodie Reeder. he's the new offensive coordinator for Utah State University. When was it that uh, that initially got you interested in being a coach?
1: Well. Um, you know, I always had a really good time playing and I had a I was an average player but I had a really good experience and I thought my coaches had a big impact on my life uh I knew I wasn't gonna be able to play professionally um after I'd done playing in college and I wanted to stay in the game so I kind of knew in the back of my head uh ever since I was probably in high school I wanted to get into coaching I didn't know at what level um and I thought I might want to be a high school coach but after I'd done playing uh in in college my my college coach asked me to come back as a GA, a graduate assistant, but he made me go to defense, and then that was, like, totally eye-opening. I didn't know anything about football on that side. So I really just fell in love with it. And, you know, I'm very blessed to be able to do it because I have zero other skills. Like, I'm terrible. I can't, like, farm or weld or, or – <laughs> <laughs> Like, we're putting – we're moving into this house right now, right? And, like, it took me three times longer to mount this TV today because <laughs> it <needs> normal human. <laughs> I had no
2: skills. <laughs> hey, what position did you play in football? I
1: don't I know if I just said. That. What, did you, what Yeah, did you? I played. I played quarterback. Yeah, at Eastern Illinois University.
2: You were the quarterback. Yeah,
1: I was. Yeah.
2: Hey, is that where Jimmy Garoppolo went? Was Eastern Illinois yeah. where he? Yeah, I hosted Jimmy on his visit. Yep. No kidding.
1: Yeah, so I'm in, I'm in between Tony Romo and Jimmy Garoppolo there.
2: Dude, that's uh, that's a man. You've had a really tough life. Like you're not <laughs> good at anything. Yeah, I mean you're sitting between. <laughs> Two well, two I guess decent quarterbacks. What was it like yeah. uh, spending time with Jimmy G? If I may ask, uh, he's he's uh, he's
1: he what he see is what you get. Now he's uh, uh, addicted to football, loves the game. Um, he's a, a tough kid, um, but you know I, the the years year that I was around him, they were they were awful um, because they, he got thrown in the fires. True freshman, I think he led the country in picks and sacks taken as a true freshman, oh, and man. just got. To, and just got the crap beat out of him. I mean, we were basketball team at that time, really young. And then by the time he's a senior, he's setting national records and, and 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 just. I think that just shows his perseverance and how much he loves the game.
0: Coach, uh, you talked earlier when we first had you here in the first part of your segment, talking about how you guys are busy, even though you can't have practices and you can't be really meeting with a lot of these players. There's still a lot of activity that's going on. How much game film have you digested looking ahead at teams like Washington State or other mountain west opponents
2: uh
1: so what we did um when this whole thing started up uh kind of kind of forecasted that we were going to get you know locked out and not be able to get into practice. We had our our staff break down four games for for the upcoming season, so uh you know we picked out four opponents and and we we're, we're starting the game plan, so those cut ups are done um. With the technology now, all all of our coaches have the ability to access that video at home with the, the surfaces that were provided through the university. So we're able to game plan, and uh, and we're going to get a leg up on Washington State to begin with. And that's obviously going to be Wyoming's defense from last year, with their with their uh, their defense coordinator hopping over there. So that's something you can do. You can get it. You can j- get a jump up on on those guys.
2: Uh, Coach, you looking forward to uh, September 3rd, this fall? Washington State at your house on a Thursday night?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I mean. That's the fun part, right? Like, you you put in all the grind and all the hours, and then you tee it up and then let it rip. And then at that point, it's just you get a chance to watch those guys play because of the hay's in the barn.
0: Hey, what's uh, the relationship with the rest of that uh, coaching staff? Um, we With the offensive side of things, as you've kind of been – brought in. A lot of those other guys were already there before, but what, what's that been like so far meshing together with the guys that are there?
1: It's been good. I mean, they're all solid uh, people. Um, I'm a younger guy, and and I've been lucky in my career to be a coordinator uh, for several years now, so I've always been the youngest one, and I've always been the, the coordinator, so this is not a unique thing for me, but it's really it's, it's neat to have a guy like TJ Wood in the room who has been around with Coach A and, and, and coached some great places, and he's I've learned a lot from him. Learned a lot from Coach uh, Dave Schram, who, who's obviously coached a lot, lot longer than me, and, and given me great advice. And Coach Phillips is is tremendous to to be around and, and learn some of the passing game that you know he's learned from his days at Houston and Baylor. And, and uh, you know it, it is really good. I, I'm not an ego guy. Um, I don't care uh, who gets the credit, or, or I'll always take the blame. But I just want to, I just want to win, and
2: those guys know that. Hey, final question for me, Coach. And this is more for a selfish purpose, to be quite honest with you. But I know you're extremely busy. I'm not. And so I'm wondering, I've been trying to watch sports games like crazy. If there's one football game that you would tell me, you know what, this would be a fun game just to go watch. College or NFL, I don't care. What's yeah, one game okay. you would tell me to go back and watch so I can go watch something tonight?
1: Uh, well, I'll give you two. Good. Okay? 2015, we, I was at Oklahoma State. We played at Texas Tech. Texas Tech had a quarterback named Mahomes. Uh, our quarterback was a kid named Mason
2: Rudolph. Oh my heck! Two I've heard of those players.
1: guys. <laughs> yeah, um, we beat him seventy-two to fifty-six. We were down by eighteen points in the fourth quarter and came back and won. Oh,
2: that that's me, right.
1: So. Yeah, you got to watch that one. That was incredible. Okay. So we had we had two quarterbacks both through for over two hundred yards. We had a receiver that went for like three hundred. Then Mahomes went off. He went crazy too. Uh, that was a good one. Um, that was
2: fifteen, right?
1: That was fifteen. Okay, yeah, 16, sixteen. We beat them 50-49. They missed a PAT with three seconds left, and we beat them <laughs> that way. Um, and that was Mahomes against Rudolph again. Those those two games. Those were uh, those were fun. Okay, and then two thousand seventeen. If you can find this one, if you'll if you mind watching a little Big guys football, that's good football now. Thank um, you. Yeah. Okay, uh, two thousand seventeen. Eastern Washington at Montana. Montana's an incredible place to play. Like, that's the toughest place that I've ever played a game. Loud. It, it's, the elevation, it, it's all tough there. We're down by 24. Uh, 21 or 24 going in to halftime. They're, they're, they're licking us pretty good. We scored 42 points in the second half and, and whipped them.
0: <laughs> Holy cow. 42 <laughs> points yeah. in one half. <laughs> what
1: happened? Yeah. Our quarterback threw for 560. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good one. That was, that was a good. Good game.
2: Wow! Oh, that's good stuff. I'm checking that out tonight. You got some. Home I'm more taking project. the big. I'm taking the Big Sky game too. <laughs> First one I'm watching. Yep, that
1: that was a, a fun one. 42 in the second half, at, at in Missoula. I'll never forget. I got that one hanging on my wall. Big picture of myself written. That was a, a cool one.
2: That's a good one, Coach. I thank you, you
0: hey, Coach. It. Thanks for your time. I know these are really strange times, uh, especially for <laughs> coaches trying yeah. to work with young men and. Uh, wherever they may be to try to get through this not just physically but also emotionally mentally uh, yeah all kind of uncertain so it, it takes a different role um than just x's and o's so we appreciate what you and the rest of your staff are doing through all of this and hopefully before too long we look forward to seeing uh, what's going on in the football field once again
1: thank you so much i, I appreciate i Again, thank you so much for uh, welcoming me into the the community. I can't wait to introduce everyone to my wife, Ashley, my little boy crew. Uh, it's, It's been great.